Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. I thought I'd start a new series of podcasts and this one's going to be all about self-managed super funds and I find the reason why I'm doing this I find a lot of people are setting up self-managed super funds but they really don't know where to go or what to do and, and really what a super fund is. So first I think I'll, I'll start off with really just the obvious questions, you know, what is a self-managed super fund um, and I'll go into, you know, how do you set it up, the things you need to be um, concerned about or what you need to do, what your obligations are and go through a whole range of things uh, with self-managed super funds. Um, I probably won't go into the investment side of that. You never know. I won't say no, or don't 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 say I won't ever do that. But I might do that, depending on how the series goes. But really, uh, let's have a look at you know, really what is a, a self-managed super fund. And for those people who don't know, we actually do help people set up self-managed super funds. So if if you are thinking about it, you need some help, give us a call. Um, you know on 1300 share trade or go to our website www.wealthwithin.com.au um, and under um, one of the tabs on our website that's got self I think it's under the investments tab it says um, self-managed super funds and we have a, a PDF there which is a lot of information and pretty much what I'm going to be talking about today is actually on this PDF so if you're looking at it you can download it and you can get in front of what I'm doing on this podcast etc. So what is a self-managed super fund? And uh, really a self-managed super fund is a small superannuation fund where control is kept in the hands of the members. Now I'll explain what members are in a minute. Now the members decide how the fund will operate and what the fund will invest in. Now really, a self-managed super fund is a form of trust uh, and people have heard the words, um, you've got companies, you've got uh, also trusts like family trusts or discretionary trusts and non-discretionary trusts, you've got unit trusts, you've got all sorts of different things. Well, a self-managed super fund really comes under that sort of banner of a of a vehicle. So it's a it's a vehicle just like a family trust is or like a company is for investing is. So a self-managed super fund, it's its own entity. I suppose is probably a way to say that. Um, just as you are, like uh, you are as a person, you are an entity or a legal entity. So is a self-managed super fund. It's a legal entity on its own. Um, and what it's designed to do is it, it's to keep your superannuation funds in trust for you or the members and the members are yourself um, and it could be your partner, husband, wife um, or your children. A self-managed super fund can up can have up to four members within that. So as I said it could be husband and wife and maybe two kids within that or husband and wife and father and, and mother, you know, if you, depending on what you want to do. So you can have up to four members within your self-managed super fund. Each one of those members could actually be a trustee of that fund. Um, and it depends on how you actually set it up. So you can have each super fund needs to have a trustee, just like a normal um, family trust does. Uh, yeah, a family trust, which I use as an investment vehicle for myself, um, as well outside my own self-managed super fund as well. I also have one of these. Um, you know, family trust is another, as I said, a vehicle to protect yourself, and you have a have a trustee for that. Same thing with a super fund. You have to have a trustee for your self-managed super fund. Now that trustee could be a corporation like a proprietary limited company that you set up so let's say that your name's john smith you could have smith proprietary limited as trustee for the smith family self a superannuation fund and that would be your trustee so you can have a corporate trustee and then you can be directors of that corporate trustee 
and set that up. But you could also have each one of the members. So you don't actually have to have a corporate trustee to set up a self-managed super fund. You can be, you know, John Smith could be the trustee. Um, John and Mary Smith could be the trustees. And John and Mary Smith with their children, you know, Brad and Betty could be the trustees of that. So you could have four trustees of it. If you're a sole person or a single person who only wants to be the sole member of that super fund, you cannot be a trustee. You must have uh, a, corp- uh, a corporate trustee. So it can't be John Smith as trustee for the John Smith Super Fund and there's only one member in there. You need to have a corporate trustee if it's a single one. But maybe that's the only other different thing about that. So to me, uh, it really depends on yourself on whether you do. I, 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 don't, I can't give you advice on whether you should use a corporate trustee or not. I personally do have a corporate trustee because I already had one anyway um, and so therefore I'm using that. But you don't necessarily need to have one, especially if it's just yourself and your partner in that super fund. You don't necessarily need to have a corporate trustee and go through the, the compliance, but you might like to do that. Um, superannuation funds like any self-managed super, self-managed superannuation like a, uh, a family trust does go on after your death. For example, if you have a self-managed super fund with two or three or four members within that fund, one of those members passes away, the super fund can still keep going. And obviously the will of that person that died obviously has to get, goes into probate and all the things, the legal things have to happen with uh, a death in, in, a, in a, a family or a person's death. But that super fund can keep going on after their death uh, as with the other three members within all of that. So really, what are the benefits of setting up a self-managed super fund? And this is really where uh, I've just sort of explained, roughly explained the structure. And there really is some good information around to understand that. But what what are the benefits? And some of the benefits are control. And this is where I find most people are coming to me saying, I need to set up a self-managed super fund because I want control. So a self-managed super fund can provide you with the opportunity to make decisions of how your funds are actually invested and how the fund is actually to operate. You can't do that with a managed superannuation fund that you know, most people are used to. You know, you put the money in there. You may have some choice as to which um, part of the fund, whether you want an aggressive super fund or a passive one or a more cash and those sort of things. But the actual investments you can't. You can actually t- choose the mandate to some degree of the what they call the unitized managed funds or the superannuation funds. But in a self-managed super fund, you control everything from you can sit 100% in cash or 100% in shares. It's up to you. You control what the investments are and also how the fund is to operate. You also have the flexibility to alter the fund's investment strategy as and when required to meet the changing needs of the members or change in economic climate. So let's, for example, say the GFC, uh, you're scared of the share market. You can just change the strategy and say we're going 100% cash and that's where we're going to stay for quite a while. Whereas a managed fund has the mandate that you specifically have chosen within that mandate, as I said, whether it's international shares, Australian shares, a mix of cash, international Australian shares, whatever your investment choice is, you know, conservative, passive, etc. with those funds, you can't change the, their investment strategy. All you can choose is your choice within all of that. Um, and so with a self-managed super fund, you've got a lot of control and a lot of choice. So to me, there you've got, that opens up from that control, you've got the investment choice. So your fund can invest in a large range of investments, including shares, bonds, property, cash, or any other asset that you feel suits your investment objectives of the fund. Now, right now, the government is looking into collectibles and other things and tightening up the rules on all of that. But really, it's your choice. If you 
have a goal for your fund and those investments suit that goal and the risk tolerance that you have for that fund, then uh, to me, that's fine. You can uh, you know, choose whatever you like. Um, I'm going to leave this first part of the podcast right there just to keep this part of it simple. Uh, and then I'll go into some of the more benefits and, you know, what, um, you know, uh, is a super self-managed super for, uh, fund suitable for you and how long does it take and what things you need to do. So I'll go through that as we the series but uh, this is just part one of that so i hope you've enjoyed this one uh, if you've got any questions on self-managed super or, or that uh, as i said we're not giving you advice but if you've got questions you'd like us to ask just send us an email and we'll put out a podcast to help everybody else uh, you've been listening to talking wealth and i'm dale gillam the chief analyst here at wealth within take care talking wealth was brought to you by wealth within to learn how you too can maximize your investment returns call 1300 share trade